It's 7 a.m. here in sunny Tampa, Florida. That's what's happening around the country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Back to you, Bob. You know I-4. Yeah, the most dangerous highway in the, in the U.S. Literally the most fatal highway. It's pretty amazing. But uh, you, you've had to, you've had a break from it, being up there uh, up north, and you've uh, recently driven on it. Uh, how did it feel coming back to your old friend? Well, it felt like uh, coming back to you know high school for a reunion. I would guess. Mm, like where all the cool kids shunned you. Yeah. Well, at least that was that was mine. Yeah, and I get to show them. Oh, look what I've done with my life. I now make a podcast. <laughs> hey, now wait a minute. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. <laughs> they they probably don't have podcasts. Well, so uh, have, uh, uh, yeah. Once we get to episode twenty, then we'll have something mm. to really brag about. We're two away. Two we're away. So close. So we have a couple items. We I know we got to jam through some stuff, but uh, I want to say you posted pictures of the Tijuana flats that you recently procured, or uh, or what do you what do you call it? I guess painted. Yes, I procured it. I bought the Tijuana flats building. <laughs> it's part I of the, the wrong It's word. part of the contract. Paint the mural, and I then you that. can own I Tijuana Flats. <laughs> I know. Are you allowed to say the name? Is that is that fine? Now that the the job is over, uh, you can, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I don't think it's know, a probably. yeah. I don't think it's a secret. Uh, so yeah, oh, in good. Valrico, Florida. So if you're in the area, right. well, I'm going to put a picture of the uh, of your painting job in show notes. It looked great. Thank you. Uh, I really loved the. Uh, now you did you have you had someone model. The picture of the girl with the goggles. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay. She is. So a, did you uh, take a picture? She's a classmate of Jill's up in Chicago here. So did you take a picture of her and then like use that as a reference? Yeah, I actually had her. Uh, you know, I made the. Uh, well, I was trying to. I don't know. Trying to make the request in like a not weird way, but I think whenever you lead right. with, "Hey, I know this is weird," you probably make it more weird. But I was like, "Hey, <laughs> would you mind like?" Taking a picture of yourself so I could use this for a mural. Um, she just <laughs> did she have those well goggles? That, but, uh, no, that was all applied in, in Photoshop. So all of the all of the hand oh, positioning and and goggle usage. Oh, okay, Fancy. and lightning. I mean, she wasn't actually in a lightning storm as well. I don't know if you know how this works, but I mean, I understand. Photoshop. Get out there and hold a lightning rod so I can get a picture of you. <laughs> Anyway, look great. I'm gonna put a show. Thank you. A, um, yeah, put a photo photo in show notes. Um, there's two links I want to talk about. <laughs> you had one, and I had one. <laughs> Both <laughs> about equally disturbing, I think. <laughs> this might be the most disturbing uh, links we've talked about, or or just things. But well, tell tell me about your. Well, it's it's in the show notes, right? This is yes. I, I put okay, all the stuff perfect. In the show notes. Perfect. Right. So I mean, if if you're listening to this, if you are not driving in the car, just take a gander at them right now, right. so that you can um, venture along with us on this. Uh, but I posted yes. uh, actually, my brother first passed it along to me. But it's basically what I would call a senior design thesis in industrial design: uh, a bed that uh, folds you into um, how do I say an earthquake coffin. <laughs> A sarcophagus. A sarcophagus. But against your will. But like <laughs> apparently during an earthquake it or a, a stray Roomba, uh, it senses the vibrations <laughs> and immediately sucks you down into a buried alive situation. 
that seems terrifying and i would not trust you know because it's, it's you're probably not going to use it often you know what i mean <laughs> i it's mean just, i hope it's not. gonna happen really right but i mean to know whether or not it's going to function to like let you out like to not see that functionality until you're already oh, closed man. up in that thing i would well okay just a, a couple a couple thoughts about it we don't want to spend too much time on it but I recommend everyone watch the video because it has some uh, some great kind of jam and house music. As you watch um, CG people get sucked into their beds <laughs> at the at the first at the first tremor, Sheer, just terrifying. Couple couple thoughts: food and water in there, check. Air right. vents you can close, so either you mm. can let the fire in. To burn you. I mean, I assume there's an explosion. This is like uh, you're either creating an incinerator for yourself or you are suffocating yourself if you close the vents. Oh, my. Uh, next step. Um, imagine I guess you could have an oxygen tank. I mean, I guess you could put an oxygen tank. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, that'd yeah, be fun. Just so you get an extra 30 minutes of terror. Right. Well, I thought yeah. to myself, like, uh, how would I want to go crushed by a building in an earthquake or surviving for several weeks? Uh, without anyone knowing my existence and rescue dogs being able to smell me because I'm trapped in a in a, <laughs> a tomb, uh, my own mausoleum. <laughs> right. Which, in some <laughs> ways, the design <laughs> looks like you're sleeping in a mausoleum at the beginning. But that, it does. It's got a little e- Egypt flair to it. But imagine this scenario. You wake up. Hey, yes. was that a tremor? Sit up. Stark in bed. Honk! You either get <laughs> smashed on the head or literally cut in half by your own bed. Uh. <laughs> so is this a product that is actually existing? I don't know. All I've seen is this video. Exist? I did no more research into this. It may have been. Yeah, that's uh, fun. Yeah. It, I think it, well, I think it has some kinks to work out, such as how will people find you? <laughs> how will you get out? I never saw right. someone climbing out of it. All I saw was people getting sucked into it. <sighs> and GPS can be pretty spotty uh, <laughs> when you're indoors. So when you've had an entire building collapse on you, I imagine... Yeah. Right. Not a good scenario. Peking, yes. But at least you can have all the Capri Suns and goldfish you want <laughs> while you're in there. You get all the all the veginets and um, As you're literally rolled into your mattress like a chalupa. <laughs> that's, well, that's the stuff of nightmares. Uh, no, speaking no, of which No, the stuff of nightmares is what you've shared to me. Everyone now proceeds to the next part of the show notes. <laughs> and so the uh, headline is horrifying raw chicken teddy bear removed from Facebook marketplace for obvious reason. And so I, I came across this link on Twitter and I mean, it's just sheerly, it's terrifying. I mean, this is, um, I forget the age of the person that has made these. Did it say, uh, I did I not notice. Said. No, no. Well, anyway, someone basically takes a raw chicken and apparently you can make two teddy bears per one chicken. And they cut and splice this thing Hannibal Lecter style and sew it together so it looks like a teddy bear. Oh, that was it was two two of them equals one. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that whole teddy bear was two chickens worth. So this is much <laughs> smaller than I than I originally thought. <laughs> Yes, yes, and it, the article says one chicken is enough to sew together two horrifying, nightmare-inducing bears. <sighs> so Buffalo Bill, <laughs> real Buffalo Bill skin suit. <laughs> this is uh, horrifying. I encourage you to take a take a look at this picture. But there's also, uh, you, did you also get a little bit of a? It's a little cute. 
just like a little cute. <sighs> it's <laughs> recognizable as a teddy bear. I mean, that's as far as I got. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because it's like, raw chicken. If you, if you what, what if you cook? If you it? just, I thought about that. I would not be opposed to that. I mean, the the sewing string might be problematic when you're eating, but you got to use some sort of yeah from dissolvable from a from a distance. <laughs> It looks like, oh, that's just kind of a funky-looking teddy bear. But it's when you get real yeah. close up on it. It's like that new Christopher really Robin see. movie. That Pooh Bear looks exactly you know, like kind of grungy. <laughs> yeah. The grungy yeah. reboot see, of Pooh. <laughs> you see that chicken skin covering that bear. I mean, it is. Oh. Can you imagine serving yeah, that good. for dinner? Pulling that bear out of the oven? Putting that on the table? <laughs> All right, car- carve that's, that up. Carve that. Oh. I'll start with the head. Anyway, that's a really terrifying image. So, uh, listeners, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, look at the show notes uh, to, to uh, yeah, enjoy that nightmare. Well, those are two great ways t- for me to start my morning, uh, but <laughs> hopefully right. for you listeners to start this, this podcast episode off right. Mm. Mm. So, the movie we're going to talk about today, yes, this is going to be- This episode doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute don't don't <laughs> just, just hold on a second we're gonna do this is part one of a two-part series yeah this is like a uh, season when, finale uh two-parter okay sure yeah 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 we got uh, many years no 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 we got 20 till 2049 right. uh yes this is part one of two because as our listeners know our faithful listeners i am a fan of end of the world movies and I distinctly remember two movies of similar plot, plot devices, uh, Deep Impact, and Armageddon. And so I asked the internet an important question. Which movie was better? And I was troubled upon my nostalgic memory mm-hmm. that people said Deep Impact was a better movie. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mm-hmm. find this very troubling. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Armageddon right. today. We're going to talk about Deep Impact at a future date. Yes. And uh, then we will compare and contrast. Yes. So we are just talking about Armageddon today. And I have to say, upon rewatching, oh. after many years of rose-colored glasses gone by, <laughs> this is not a good movie. This? I, t- I tell you what. I hope this, things like Godzilla and this movie and what other other movies we watch <laughs> that take place in your rose-colored glasses, 98 to 2002, the core. Something like that. I hope, yes. I hope this give, I'm like, is the catalyst for personal growth for you <laughs> because it does. Thank you. It, it only hurts me. So the only thing that I can think of while watching this is, hope Steven's learning something from this. This, I do well, it for you. Some of them, thank you. Some of the movies in my my rose colored glasses era, I still stand by. I stand by the core, uh, despite all the cheesiness or whatever. This movie, I feel like I might have to come to a humble place and side with the faithful people of the internet who voted, because this movie is pretty bad. You know, you got you got some big stars here, Nate. You got Bruce Willis, you got Ben Affleck, you got all the other guys, right? <laughs> you got and. Uh, <laughs> and so I mean I don't know say if you haven't seen this first of all it's on Netflix right now of course Nate doesn't have Netflix I don't want to get into that again well well hold on oh hold on oh wait a minute okay Nate may have started a one month free trial <laughs> 
upon peer pressure and yeah. Yeah, and Much, this uh, one month free trial, um, yeah, will get me through. So if okay. there's any movies you want to see on Netflix, now's the time. Now's the time. I suggest you watch The Crown, just on a personal okay. note. And, and uh, I'll send you some documentaries that you won't watch. Okay, perfect. So. This will be fun. Yeah, yeah. just text me all yeah, the things that I won't a- actually get to. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think we need to talk at length about Armageddon. But I know I, just, I do. I I'm, really do think we do need to. <laughs> okay. This is I, uh, so. Let me just say, yes. <laughs> yes. Plot-wise, this and Deep Impact. First of all, these movies came out literally months apart. No spoilers for Deep Impact. Uh, I've never seen it. And no spoilers for. Deep, oh, you've never I've seen never it. Never seen okay. Deep well, Impact. Well, that'll be. Impact. That'll be interesting. So these it movies has came out. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yes, it, it actually has Morgan Freeman and T.A. Leone. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about that another day. But Armageddon and Deep Impact came out in 1998. And Armageddon, I, I didn't do any research on this, I think was probably a bigger budget film. Uh, obviously, Morgan Freeman is a big actor, but this one has Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis and all that. Liv Tyler. Billy Bob Thornton. That's what Billy Bob Thornton. So it feels like a bigger Steve budget Buscemi. movie. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. And again, the premise of both of these movies is there's a killer asteroid that's going to destroy humanity as we know it. And we have to fly up into space in an improbable space mission to destroy these asteroids or something. <laughs> and so Armageddon's idea is that we have to drill a nuclear warhead down into this asteroid. And so we need oil drillers to do this. <sighs> I wish you could see my face yeah. right now. Last week really uh, spoiled me st- to being able to express yes. my frustrations with my eyes and my face. I will have to do it <laughs> with my voice this time. Yes, with much <sighs> sighing, please. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Drillers. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so the plot is problematic again. Just ridiculous. But but throughout the movie, we also have this dynamic between Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, this, uh, you know, weird father-son dynamic, mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. And so there's that going on, and there's this improbable cast of characters. Let me just say, the, the pace of this movie, I feel like frantic is the right word. Like, it just keeps, like, going from one improbable scene to another crazy... Frantic, and yet... Two and a half hours long with some <laughs> yeah. kind of like it felt frantic and yet boring at times. Like if we had to use yes. the how much time did I want to spend on my phone? Like if I can right. read through a bunch of IMDB about the movie I'm watching while watching it, probably is not holding yeah. my attention. Yeah. And yet it feels like it was made to try to hold my attention. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of scenes of like NASA engineers just kind of running around. You know, like, and there's times where they're like they're on the asteroid and something happens, and so you know uh, Billy Bob Thornton's like something happened, and then everybody and you know all the NASA people like start running around. I'm like, I don't know what. Move you it, guys move are it. Doing. I want everyone right. on this. Johnson, <laughs> get over there. Get <laughs> diagnostics for that. Look at sector H sixty one. Where's the rat? We need him to hack the world. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, it's just funny. Like, <laughs> I don't know what any of these people are doing. And so there's that that weird stuff. And, you know, I always feel like whenever they start talking about how this asteroid is going to destroy the world, they keep cutting to, like, large groups of people staring up into the sky. Yep. And, a, and a lot of them are, like, religious groups. I don't know if you caught yes, that. Yes, yes. 
And I thought that was really interesting and weird. Like, I think it's like seven to one cutscenes of large groups of religious people and then just like people in like I think <laughs> like rural America by an American flag. Well, I think the whole the whole thing that Michael Bay is trying to really um, drive home is that this is humanity. We are all together in this. So I think that's his statement of saying like no matter what creed or country or religion you yeah. everyone's worried about getting blowed up. We can all right. bond over the fact that we're all scared about a asteroid coming down and wiping us out. Yeah. I think that was the uh, the message there. Right. Michael Bay. So <laughs> Michael Bay. And so I, I, just a couple things. They they go up to the asteroid in this improbable uh, space shuttle landing on the asteroid. And again, you could tell there was a lot of money spent on making this asteroid look futuristic-y and spacey. So it's, it's a very a lot of it's a very, lot of purpley yeah. wispy dust a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. um a lot of wiggly rocks it's, rather, <laughs> it's a very michael bay asteroid yeah uh it might as well be in uh, transformers right all of them dark side of the moon and which they go on yes <clears throat> and so there's a couple things and we can jump around the couple there's a couple things on the asteroid said that i just had to like literally scoff at first of all steve buscemi's character I don't like it. I know he's supposed to be like a comic relief. I don't think it plays well. It doesn't. And it doesn't. It doesn't. And it, it just comes across as weird. Well, okay. So a little bit from the, the trivia section, now that you know where I get all these things, he actually yes. wanted, like, it was the movie was pitched to him. His name is Rockhound. He was pitched to him that Never he's right. a heroic geologist. And he accepted because he wanted to not play like a low life. Like a real skeezy character. So he was like, okay, great. I get to actually play like I'm a hero in this movie. He uh, then he signed on to the movie. They then re-writ, rewrote his part to be sleazy. Oh, my word. At, That's a terrible bait and oh, switch. isn't it? Because he is so sleazy. And it's weird because like, there are moments where they imply he's some kind of savant genius. Like in that interview room as they're preparing to fly. Because he says, I'm a genius. That's how they imply yeah. it. That's that and subtlety. He has some lines on the asteroid where he's supposed to sound super smart. But then he goes a little crazy. Space dementia. <laughs> and, when and he says space dementia. And like when he said space dementia, I... It was a, it was an audible eye roll because I was like, "That's it might be a, that a, might be a thing. Eh, it might be kind of like underwater, might, you know that what's that thing called where you're diving and you kind of lose track of reality down there. You forget your yeah your equilibrium or something gets thrown off or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, space dementia that was hilarious. And then at one point the asteroid begins to like shake, uh-huh. <laughs> and one of the guys yell earthquake to uh. to which my wife looked at me. She was like. They're not on Earth. And I said, right. Remember in now, this movie where they were told that gravity was going to be kind of light and these uh, thrusters are going to have to keep them connected to the asteroid because it'll... Yeah. That's not... Yeah. That's not ever... Like, they didn't have the kind of time or forth, foresight to actually make it look like they weighed any less on there. No, but they did... A couple people flew away because of non-gravity right. or something. I have so much I want to talk yeah. about this movie. It's it's so fresh <laughs> in my mind. I I don't. I used to think this movie like this movie came out when I was ten years old, and mm. all through my life I have never 
done any digging into this movie to find out if this was actually good or not. I always thought that this was like a pretty well thought of, well reviewed, like big budget, great movie. Like I never knew that this movie, yes, made a ton of money, but also is a joke. (laughs) Right. I thought it was groundbreaking in retrospect, but upon watching it, I was like, well, maybe groundbreaking in budget and like, some of the special effects, but it some is of them. terrible. Some of them. Terrible writing and all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have so much. Yes. I have so much. All right. We got to move quick through this, but I have a couple things. Yeah. Um, yes. The drillers. Let me just like <laughs> this team of drillers, they make it yes. so that, okay, not to cast aspersions on those in the drilling industry who also listen to this podcast. But right, they avidly. they put it together like this is the the greatest of art forms, and it takes only only the like it is more art than science, and that the the kind of like I don't know the fact that they had to send this team up to right. space is mind blowing. When I feel like couldn't they just have had them with Billy Bob Thornton in Houston, being like, okay, so if you break the the bit. You need to put another one on. Okay. Um, you right. need, but it, the fact that you need a whole team, and they put it together like Ocean's Eleven. Like, all right, we got the best right. the best Owen Wilson. I don't know what Owen Wilson does. <laughs> He's wasted in this movie. He's not funny. That is true. And he dies no, pretty quick. No. Yep. Yep. But, like, why these – it's like they really needed – like Michael Clark Duncan from Green Mile – was also right. like the big bear guy. Right. Literally his name is Right. Bear. Yeah. Is his his basically power is or his specialty is he holds the big pipes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then Although budget I, the, the budget Bill him. Paxson, who is Will Patton. <laughs> It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, the scene of of Bear riding that motorcycle, uh, trying to run away from the cops, was kind of fun. Yeah, that that, that was great. That was but right. I was right. just like, there is no like. I'm with that that one colonel guy. Like, I'm not cool with sending up this group of people who, in the swimming pool training scene, Ben Affleck shows yeah. like he. I don't. If I was Bruce Willis, I'm not sure if I'd bring Ben Affleck along. Right, and so. And now that I'm just thinking about it, you know, they said we need to get Bruce Willis because he's the best driller in the world. But when they're actually on the asteroid, he doesn't do a whole lot. Like, it seems like all he does is tell them to shut it down. Yep. Or, like, turn the gear. And and they they never do. And then the, they just fly away or blow a transmission. So, right. like, I'm not really sure. He also promises a lot of things in this movie that he cannot deliver on. Like, he he mm. firmly promises the guy under threat of bomb attack, he will, I will get to 800 feet. I've never yeah. not hit the depth or whatever. Uh, have you ever been in space? Right. Right. Have you ever, you don't know what this metal is? Great. Um, <laughs> but he basically fails because he hits that gas pocket and Right. And mm-hmm. expendable mm-hmm. henchman crew team member big boy flies off. Max. Right. If yes. it's not for if it was not for AJ who is Ben Affleck and what I will call bad Russian accent guy, if they don't yeah. come along, he he loses that. He also promises Liv Tyler yeah. he'll come home. He has Spoiler. to break another promise. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. Yeah, so uh, Nate, being our resident romance corner person, uh, how did you feel about Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler's relationship? 
I okay, better than Godzilla. <laughs> Fair. The uh, it was okay. I think what I found a little bit more enjoyable was budget Bill Paxson and his estranged ex-wife with their kid who thinks he's a delivery man who yeah, yeah. They basically only get back together because he's now a world hero so there's true, still some trouble true. in that relationship i think um but I, I don't really like I, I think i always thought Liv tyler was a great a good actress because she was a, a decent elf in Lord of the Rings, which is basically what I've right. seen her in. She Correct. was not good in this movie acting wise, which I thought, yeah. I thought to myself, I bet teenage Steven Robles really thought she was great. And I think you were just blinded by her beauty probably at this time, just like you were that <laughs> Godzilla lady cutting all that. Out. <laughs> uh, maybe, but also, uh, <laughs> Okay, so so you don't buy it. You don't. You didn't like her. You didn't buy the. I don't. The relationship. I mean, I actually kind of bought it because they both seemed kind of at the same level of interest. Poor acting. Interest to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and poor acting too. Like Ben Affleck was not like not great in this movie. Here's who I liked in this movie: Billy Bob Thornton. No romantic interest. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but once Bruce you know, Willis wasn't terrible. He his accent changed throughout. He kind of started off real like down south, mm-hmm. and over time he kind of just became. He's just like I'll just do my own voice. Thanks. True. Uh, one thing I have to mention: uh, the final scene when they return to Earth, the crew that survives, uh, and they're <laughs> and they're like celebrating and hugging everyone because they blew up the asteroid. Mm-hmm. There's these guys in these like silver metally looking <laughs> containment yep, suits, yep, yep. and they're just, <laughs> they're just walking around the runway doing absolutely nothing, and they're dressed as though there's some kind of possibly toxic yep. space juice on these people, yep. uh, but there is no containment going on. Well, and Liv, and Liv Tyler just, walks right past them with no just thing like on, jumps on Ben Affleck, and they're just everyone's uh, hugging, they're just applauding guys in the suits. There's a, there's no yeah there's no there's no containment happening. No, no, so that, I, an I alien the, definitely the, those guys are hilarious. An, an alien definitely hitched itself on. I can just imagine like the set being like, hey, put the suit on and walk around, okay? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. The other thing, the this script and the lines are so segmented. Apparently, there were nine writers at some point in time on this movie. J.J. Abrams included as one of them in the early J.J. Abrams life. The wow. the the script and the what's it called? Is it ADR where they have to like re-record lines over it because yeah. you can't understand yeah, yeah, them? Yeah. Is such a weird mix that it throws you off. That right. and the abundant the cornucopia of explosions and sparks. <laughs> Everything explodes. This is like Michael Bay's yeah. obsession with explosions. There has to be right. more than 500 explosions in this movie. No exaggeration. Everything explodes. Yeah. Rocks hit other rocks. <laughs> Explosion. Isn't there the scene at the beginning of this movie with the guy and the dog and then like like the big Samoan guy and the asteroid like comes down and- Oh, yeah, the, yeah. That was this movie. Yeah, right? yeah. So, that dog so lives. Weird. That dog lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like the other movie. It's such, so strange. Dogs yeah. can never die in an end of the world movies. All right. Right. So I'm thinking we will talk more about this when we compare and contrast. Perfect. 
to Deep Impact. Perfect. I've just got to so say, I'm sure Deep Impact's got to be yes, very please. bad in order for, I'll just tell you right now, in order for it to, <laughs> like, Deep Impact's going to have to be really bad because as of right now, it does not look good for Armageddon. Finish yeah. him. <laughs> okay. So our, our rating system for today, from zero to five, because of the one love scene in this movie, Animal Crackers. Oh, boy. <laughs> zero Love to it. five. Love it. Animal Crackers. And so I think you went first last time. And so I'm going to break the ice here. Give it to me. I'm going to give it one and a half Animal Crackers. I might even skew down to the one because, cause, again, some movies I like Godzilla. Gone. Movies like Godzilla, upon rewatching, I can objectively say it's a bad movie. But I still enjoy parts of it for whatever uh, broken reason uh, is in mm-hmm. me. For some reason, watching this movie again, I think because in my mind it loomed so large as like right. the first big awesome end of the world movie that started me on this track of, right. of troubling, uh, <laughs> problematic uh, destruction movies. Mm-hmm. It, it really hurt to see how bad this movie mm. actually was. And, uh, you know, I, even if you haven't seen it, only because it's on Netflix, and now literally everyone has Netflix since Nate started a free trial. Right. The last person caved. Even even that, I don't know if it's worth two and a half hours of your time to pay nothing extra and watch it on Netflix. I really don't know. I mean, just if you so want to become, uh, you know, do like come along with us is the only reason I would suggest watching it. If you're like, ah, I want to listen to the podcast about Armageddon, but I haven't seen it for a long time. Yes, put and when we background. compare the two, when we put uh, when we compare Armageddon to Deep Impact, maybe it would be good to to watch it as you uh, scroll on your phone, just just to hear some sure. of the terrible lines in the background. I, I guarantee you, I will never watch this movie again, unless I it's forced am with upon you me. There. <laughs> so what, what? How would you rate this? I'm movie? exactly in lockstep with you. I think one and a half. Yeah. What, what am I called? Yeah. Animal Crackers. One and a half Animal yeah, Crackers. Right. Um, Michael Bay did not like this movie. This is Michael Bay's least uh, liked movie among the things he's made. Uh, ben Affleck's distanced himself. Billy Bob Thornton's made fun of this movie. I think everyone <laughs> has... Uh, NASA shows it to their training program to see how many uh, mistakes they can find in the movie. Is that yep. for real? Yep, apparently wow, at least 168 movie. errors in this movie from a <laughs> space travel kind of thing. That's um, hilarious. So yeah, oh, I think one and a half feels right about correct. You know, one thing, I don't know if you've heard this uh, before, but Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, he's an astrophysicist and he's active on I've Twitter. Heard of he's, him. he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Anyway, he always rails on space movies because whenever there's an explosion in space, it would make no sound. Right. Because there is no air for the sound waves to travel on. Right. So if a space station were to blow up, you know, in the vacuum of space, all these explosions on the asteroid, like, you would not hear them. Yep. And movies like Gravity and I think to some extent Interstellar, like, try to remain accurate to that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's score, but you don't hear the explosions. Right. And so now whenever I see bad space movies and I hear all these explosions, I'm like, mm-hmm. Uh, right. 
Wrong. Exactly. Which, by the way, Michael Bay knew about all of this, and he was basically like, people just want to be entertained, and people are dumb. It doesn't matter if it's scientifically accurate. <laughs> also, I leave you with I leave you with one more trivia thing because I've been holding this in. Ben, no, please. During the film, oh sorry, Ben Affleck asked director Michael Bay, "Wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than training drillers to be astronauts?" <laughs> In literally 18 days. Do you know what Bay told Affleck? Shut up. That's got to be one of my favorite trivia items. I hope that's verbatim. I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Yeah, me too. That's hilarious. Okay, well, we have to really jam through our top five. No problem. I got them ready. I'm ready to go. You got them ready? Yep. All right, so we're going to do our top five Bruce Willis movies, which scrolling through his IMDb, he's been like a... In it, including his upcoming movies, 120 movies he has acted in, which just feels yeah. insane to me. I have, a, I have a quick question for you that will take you 15 seconds, I promise. Yes. Bruce Willis' hair, do you like him with hair or bald? What's your preferred Bruce Willis look? Bald. Okay, thank you. All right, carry it's, on. I think it's, it's a good look yeah, for I, I think I'm with you. <clears throat> All right, so I don't, uh, I don't have any honorable mentions. Do you? Um, I put Fifth Element in there. Um, oh, should I proceed further, or do you have that at all? I don't. But here's the thing: I do have a caveat. I'm not a huge Fifth Element fan, but I know that it's a big deal for sci-fi people. That I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing straight through. And this is going to be controversial, but I have not seen the Die Hard movies front to back. I've seen clips of okay. okay. uh, bits and pieces, but so they're not in my list. Yeah, we, sure they we don't be. have time for they're me to make fun of you, so I'm just gonna <laughs> insert insert like just put in like a past clip. audio yeah. yeah clip of me just being like Steven, 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 blah 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 blah. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll do okay, that. perfect. Um, maybe we should just jam through our list. Yep, I'm and ready. We can discuss. All right, why don't you go ahead? Uh, you go, you go number five, I have as oh, sorry. Another one, uh, honorable mention I have is Looper. Um, mm. But I will go number five, Unbreakable. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. I remember watching this movie and expecting more superheroiness. Because I think I watched it as a teenager. Right. And I thought, like, oh, this will right. be more. But I still uh, I remember it fondly. Haven't seen it for a while, but Unbreakable. Yep. So my number five is Tears of the Sun, war movie. Um, Bruce Willis has not been in that many war films uh and this is kind of like not you know a big war like world war ii but uh i remember enjoying it and i thought he did well as like a military guy so yeah tears of the sun perfect my number four is surrogates it is a Mm. not like an amazing movie but it's kind of a guilty pleasure movie for me it probably actually fits in my rose colored glasses time frame of when it came out i thought the premise was very interesting i thought bruce willis played a uh, a great uh, lead character in that. Nice. Well, my number four <laughs> is the Jackal, where Bruce Willis is like a, a some kind of like black market arms guy. Ooh, I don't think I've ever and seen this. You never seen the Jackal? No. <laughs> well, I won't spoil it for you, but uh, it's actually pretty suspenseful and intense. And Bruce Willis plays a menacing and really good like assassin slash uh, arms dealer. So I remember that being pretty good. All right, perfect. So number number three. three, Sixth Sense. Saw it yeah. uh, yep. pretty young and freaked me out. Um, 
But overall, it, I think it's one of the top M. Night Shyamalan movies. Right. And I think Bruce Willis does a good job in it. But I'm not sure if he is good in it or just the story is so interesting that they could have put anybody in there. So I don't know if it's on him, but I, I think the movie was like, man, that it scared me. It's a kind of messed me up that I should probably see again as an adult just so I can kind of get past some of the scariness that has imprinted on my mind. Right. But number three, right. sixth, sixth sense. Cool. Well, my number three, I put Looper there. I, I haven't seen it a ton. But that whole kind of like time travel-y, sci-fi-ish type thing, uh, it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And so I put Looper a little higher on number three. Yeah, I'd love to watch that again soon. Number two for me, uh, interesting, but I, it's Red, R-E-D. He plays huh. kind of the old uh, retired CIA guy. Played, I think Morgan Freeman's in it too. Um, oh. And I think it's... He plays old curmudgeonly, as you can expect, really well. So, and oh, <laughs> sure. and uh, Helen Mirren is in that, and she may be the star of that movie in my eyes. Oh, I but see. it's kind of fun. Okay. The original Red, not Red Two. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Well, my number two, you mentioned it, but I put Sixth Sense up there at number two. I'm a big M Night Shyamalan fan, even his weird stuff, and um, you know that payoff at the end the big twist Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it i don't want to uh, spoil it Mm -hmm. but uh really good and i think gets most people and it definitely got me the first time around so yeah sixth sense number two for me number one number one yep die hard the original Mm -hmm. die hard i recommend i don't know if it's on netflix but i recommend giving it give it a view all the way through um definitely uh adult in nature i wouldn't have the uh the nine-year-old sit along with you but die hard is great it is everything that skyscraper would dream about being (laughs) in its in its finest dreams skyscraper hopes to be die hard and uh what's his name uh who plays snape um i have no idea is is the bad guy in it and he is fantastic okay All right. Well, my oh, number Alan one, Rickman. you mentioned Alan Rickman. Oh, okay. My number one, which you had mentioned, is Unbreakable, another M Night Shyamalan movie, and I love this take on a superhero-y type movie. I really like Samuel L. Jackson as Mister Glass. I'm very curious how this new movie is going to be mm-hmm. with. I think it's called Mister Glass or just Glass, right? But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. And uh, look forward to see Bruce Willis again play um, a reluctant superhero. It's kind of cool. Fantastic. Well, so. we cruise through it. We cruise through it. Listeners, thank you for keeping up with us. Follow Nate at Nate Bernowski, me at Stephen Robles. Follow Exchange Movies at Exchange Movies. Let us know your bad movies idea and rate us five stars on iTunes. And How was that, Nate? Uh, that sounds perfect. And if you have a top five Bruce Willis list to share with us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Very good. They sound very professional, Nate. You sound very professional. I'm just trying to live up to you. Mm -hmm.